to Freshly Forever, a podcast that gives you fascinating insights week after week. Here's your host, Vai Kumar. Hey folks, every week on this podcast is a Freshly Forever and this week is no exception. I'm here today with Sriram Sundararajan, founder of Hypergrowth Labs based in California. He's currently focused on research in emerging tech landscape and its implications on innovation, sustainability, and subsequent shifts required in business strategy to address those. Sriram has global experience in industry and consulting roles, which led him to design and teach a first-of-a-kind management consulting course at Santa Clara University, California, and to postdoc students at Stanford University. Sriram teaches digital strategy to MS students at the Levy School of Business at Santa Clara University. He's a board member for MS in Marketing program there as well and is an adjunct faculty at Stanford University. It's with boundless joy that I welcome Sriram here to the show. Hi, Sriram. Hi, Vaidegi. Thank you so much for having me in your show. I've been uh, listening to every episode and I love the topics that you cover and the wonderful ensemble of guests that you bring on your podcast. Really excited. Thank you so much. I think uh, there's no better person I thought to discuss uh, the topic of mentoring uh, here on the show. And uh, I think every person that listens to the show can benefit from it, you know, whatever phase of their career they might be. Also, the younger population, the students, and then people that are aspiring for career positions. So I thought it's a good one to discuss about, say, the essence of mentor-mentee relationships and how to make it thrive. So just to get started with what a mentor and mentee is, if you can give us an idea on that, um, I think that would be a great starting point. Oh, yeah. Great question. Uh, you know, the uh, definition of mentor and mentee uh, in a very simple way to state it is uh, a mentor helps an individual with development opportunities, uh, such as looking beyond their career horizon. And, uh, you know, a mentee benefits from the mentor's guidance and advice. And, uh, you know, this can be in, uh, from a career perspective. This can be from an entrepreneurship perspective. It can cover different fields. But that's basically the definition of a mentor and a mentor. Okay. How different is mentoring then from coaching? Because a lot of times those terms get mutually, um, you know, like interchanged and people just tend to uh, substitute one for the other. So if you can tell us if they are the same or how different are they, I think that's something interesting to address as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm happy to uh, offer my perspective on that. Uh, coaching, as you know, is uh, more goal-oriented, right? From mm-hmm. a performance perspective, uh, such as those in sports, uh, one can have personal aspirations for which you can get a coach. And now, you know, uh, you have coaches for leadership, for instance, where you can join a coaching program, get one-on-one coaching for leadership. Uh, of course, sports has always been there and coaches have always been associated to sports. Uh, mentoring, on the other hand, tends to stay a little bit more holistic. Um, it is about developing the individual further. Uh, it goes 
you know, like I mentioned from a career perspective, for instance, uh, coaching is often provided in a one-on-one setting or in a team setting. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you could have multiple coaches that are specialized, like you see in NFL. Uh, but mentorship, you know, involves, uh, you know, going a little bit deeper from a one-on-one perspective. There is a very deeper relationship that needs to exist from a mentor-mentee, you know, standpoint. And it also involves the mentor to open doors and open new vistas for the mentee into the mentor's network. So that tends to stay that difference as well. Okay. Uh, So it's almost like an extension, if you will, and more of a prolonged phase than what coaching typically is, which is or could perhaps be something short term, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. How then is mentor-mentee relationship? Is it always mutual or could it be mutual? What What is your take on that? It's a, it's a great point to discuss. Um, oftentimes, uh, as you probably know, uh, mentor-mentee relationships are a two-way street. It's, uh, you know, a mentor... Uh, you know, I've always believed in mentoring as a learning opportunity for myself. Every uh, new, you know, and I've done, uh, you know, scores of, uh, you know, mentoring sessions where I'm mentoring mentees and it's in different, uh, you know, contexts. But uh, oftentimes there is a very mutual relationship that you can establish wherein the mentor also gets an opportunity to uh, probe a little bit further and do some introspection sometimes. Okay, so it's a development opportunity for the mentee and a leadership opportunity for mentors, if you want to call it that way. And then so it sort of helps them enhance their repertoire, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mentoring allows you to build uh, more of your empathetic leadership skills. Uh, There are other things like listening that you would develop and over a period of time, you start identifying some nuances and identifying emotions and, you know, it helps build your EQ. Uh, Okay, Sriram, in your experience, do you think every person needs a mentor or are they fine by themselves? Uh, You know, mentorship is a development opportunity for mentees. There are instances where mentors can serve as a guide to accelerate development opportunities. In the absence of a mentor, it's quite possible that mentees may not have such an acceleration, right? Because uh, they can benefit from the guidance. And when you have guidance, as you know, it acts as a catalyst. It accelerates a lot of things. And mm-hmm. in the absence of a mentor, finding things yourself can be tough. Opening you know, to new vistas of opportunities might get tougher. So definitely having a mentor is helpful. Okay. So you think sort of being stuck in an organizational role sometimes is kind of like a classic example of a lack of such a segue. Would you would you agree? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting point. I, you know, I, I'll give you an example from my career when, you know, I was uh, starting out and more than 20 years back as I was probably even, uh, you know, um, restarted and rebooted my career here in the U.S. As you know, I started in India and then I, I moved here to the States. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, if I had uh, a mentor, maybe my career could have benefited from that guidance because there were a lot of things that I learned by trial and error. Mm-hmm. Things, you know, um, like, for instance, um, I started to embrace product and program management early on in my career. It was an area that I wanted to focus on. But mm-hmm. it really was my MBA that got me my first break. And this cha- happened by chance outside of work. It was a casual discussion at home. 
in terms of opportunities for further development and also thanks to a wonderful and supporting wife you know who right yeah. <laughs> i sure do know and uh, i guess it's about time i uh, reveal to listeners here as to why i even mentioned being overjoyed welcoming you on the show i just have to say here shri ram is my paternal cousin and we grew up together in sort of like an extended family setup in india where that's so common and uh, say a joint family setup and then of course we had our days getting together when moves happened and when we all had to resort to nuclear family we certainly did okay go on i don't want to make you lose your thought oh you know uh, that's what made me do my mba at santa clara university the b school there help me broaden and expand my business network and the pool of mentors available there and that was very helpful for me oh i can i can certainly relate to what you're saying and uh, totally a man is only as good as the woman standing beside him they say and i think uh, that totally seems to uh, well align said. well in your case and uh, i know that woman behind the successful man so well and i can attest <laughs> to that Also, Sriram, a mentor serves as a sounding board at, say, key moments or critical points in one's career, right? So how about you take us through some scenarios to, say, highlight this better? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we can definitely discuss some scenarios here. Uh, In a career situation, uh, you know, most often a mentor is someone that you already know or that someone you already work with this person has probably been on a career trajectory at your workplace mm-hmm. which allows them to provide you with better guidance and this helps you to think about all aspects of your career development right and what are the related development opportunities and that's what opens up the aperture more for mentees Uh, as you okay. talk to mentors inside a workplace you start to identify what are the opportunities hey what has this person done uh, and how can i make sure i can emulate right it becomes a lot easier to think about you know uh, the road that you want to take the things that you want to equip yourself with and then learn from someone who has already done that and what best way to do it than to connect with somebody at work that has already done it because it's a very immediate network for you that you can tap into mm-hmm. uh and you know in some situations when you know which is quite common outside of work uh, you could be an individual even a student who is looking to explore career options you are looking to for instance discuss career paths right as mm-hmm. you know it's very important to frame this when you want to engage with a mentor and uh, having a mentor can be very beneficial in in delivering the outcomes you want when you engage with them early so if you perceive the need for a mentor reach out engage with prospective mentors very early so that you know you can get started having that head start always is uh, helpful uh, and these are in mostly individual situations uh, and there's also a third situation that's possible wherein uh, there is executive mentoring for instance mm-hmm. i mentor startups and social entrepreneurs at the miller center at santa clara university i have done this outside you know i just did one Uh, for entrepreneurs uh, in a startup weekend for uh, that was organized by Techstars in Anna University in in Chennai uh, 
Mm-hmm. And and this, you know, thing that I started at Santa Clara University as a mentor happened to me only because one of the mentors, you know, introduced me to the Miller Center and one of the founders there actually introduced me there. So I could progress in my career. And as I was doing that, this opportunity opened up and it just opened up new vistas for me, mm-hmm. you know. So these are some common scenarios, you know, whether it's in an individual setting or you actually go into mentoring uh, uh, co-founding team at a startup. These are very common scenarios that uh, I've encountered as a mentor and where I think like, you know, there are opportunities, whether you're in a career perspective, you're in a leadership role or you're in a startup, you know, you're a startup entrepreneur or a co-founding team, you can always benefit from mentorship. Okay. And so is that Miller Center there in Santa Clara University? Is it like the, the career pathway or the center where, um, students take the help to kind of, uh, chalk their career path? And, uh, is that where they get yeah. internships, opportunities and all of that? Yeah, great question. Let me, uh, you know, segue a little bit into that and kind of give you some perspective there. So the Miller Center has been around for over, uh, I believe, uh, a decade now and close to 15 years, I think. And mm-hmm. I started engaging with them, you know, right when they started out as a student. Uh, they have, uh, you know, uh, fellowship opportunities where students in the school uh, join and they work with uh, social entrepreneurs around the world. It gives mm-hmm. them unique opportunities to study what are the nuances around the world, what is needed, you know, for instance, from a UN sustainability goals perspective, how can they help, you know, uh, social entrepreneurs? But these social entrepreneurs, yeah, and, you know, uh, just to uh, add a little bit more on that, they actually, uh, the Millicent actually brings in these entrepreneurs into different cohorts, into formal programs where, you know, someone like myself as a mentor gets paired with a social entrepreneur or a startup entrepreneur who's, uh, you know, uh, delivering a social cause. And we also get the opportunity to engage some students who probably would want to get the experience and work with us to understand a little bit more about the startup. So that's typically how it works. And it's a great way in which, uh, you know, the the uh, social entrepreneurship space is evolved and supported by schools such as Santa Clara University through the Miller Center. Oh, fantastic. It's great that uh, you're able to share your personal experience here. And I'm sure the listeners can relate to and appreciate the need for mentoring. I guess, you know, we are trying to emphasize here what is the need even for someone to seek a mentor, right? And Mm -hmm. so I guess it kind of helps them see not just the need for it, but the transformation that mentors can bring about for them. And that's just phenomenal. So what then are the key aspects as to how you nail down an appropriate fit when it comes to a mentor-mentee relationship, Srira? Oh, great question again. Uh, It all starts with uh, aligning the vectors. It's very important. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is, you know, there are so many areas that you can be a specialist in as a mentor. But uh, it's very important to understand uh, as a mentee, if the mentor is able to help you in that area that you want help, it's important to align these areas of interest between the mentor and the mentee. And as such, you know, a mentor is always willing to help uh, the mentee, uh, you know, as long as they have the outcome that they want uh, clear in their mind so that they start mm-hmm. to the end in mind and and set the objectives clearly and make sure that they can benefit from the mentor's area of uh, expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a typical mentoring scenario, um, there are 
probably three outcomes possible. And, you know, as a consultant, I always like to, you know, use frameworks. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a very simple framework where, you know, you can imagine the first one starts, you know, when you want to prepare for something. And mm-hmm. uh, this is typically the first stage in mentoring. You want to get information. You want to get awareness. Uh, you want to see, you know, what you're going to be interested in in the future, whether it aligns with where you want to be. And, uh, you know, you want to chart that course. This is the first stage. It's called the preparation stage, right? So that's more like a mentee focus area at that point. Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, uh, for instance, I might be a student that's interested in career options uh, in life sciences, for instance. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to get a mentor who's in the life sciences space, preferably in the role that you want to get to. And it's very easy for you to then actually set your sights on, okay, I want to actually be in this role five years from now or 10 years from now. Rich, let me reach out to uh, this person and, and talk to them more about it to learn more. So I can understand if uh, you know that is even a fit for me because I know my aspirations, but I want to make sure that it's realistic, but at the same time, it's meaningful for me uh, in the long run. So this is the first you know, stage. This is the preparation phase. And most often, students would fall in this category. Okay. So how then do you act on it? Oh, great question. So the second stage, obviously, is to gain the information, right? You get the insights. Uh, it's very important to develop a plan of action. And the plan of action um, is to make sure that you are making the right moves in your career and you are kind of adding the medals, the badges of honor that you want, uh-huh. right? And uh, students can then get, a, or, or you know, folks that want to actually uh, get the benefit of mentorship can then, you know, uh, using this plan of action, get to where they want. And, uh, you know, the the third part of this is going to be the developmental opportunity that's there once you get there. And that's because, uh, you know, first you started with preparation, you got all the insights, you acted on it, and now you want to make sure you can see how you can continuously improve it. Because as you uh-huh. and you know, uh, you know, if, if you're going to be stagnant in your career, then you will get into a mode where you are extremely frustrated, right? So it's very important to make sure that uh, you don't become comfortable with the status quo and you start looking at what are the other growth opportunities available and how can I make sure that I'm constantly updating myself or reinventing myself to get to a higher state. Okay. So... Yeah, thanks so much for highlighting, you know, how uh, it can all fit into the picture. But it just makes me wonder, does your boss have to be your mentor or would you look for someone outside of your immediate work hierarchy? Oh, that's a very uh, interesting question. Um, You know, uh, as uh, uh, one can expect, I've pivoted a lot of times in my career and I've had uh, a lot of bosses that I worked with. Uh, mm-hmm. there, have, there have been quite a few that have mentored me and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm still connected to them. I'm really thankful for that opportunity where they could uh, guide me uh, in my career. Uh, however, you know, when it comes to uh, evaluating who could be a possible mentor, if you are in that stage, uh, I would encourage that person to do an introspection and carefully analyze if uh, there are really opportunities available inside the organization with someone directly in the reporting line above them who can help. Uh, that's definitely an option. Uh, but uh, the other option that's quite possible is also to look at adjacencies in peer groups uh, where you can find someone as a possible mentor who has seen things from the outside, but who's also closely tied to your organization and can give you some outside in perspectives to help you. So certainly that's, uh, you know, uh, these are two options that are possible inside uh, a workplace. 
Okay. So try to leverage what's around you uh, right in your vicinity uh, is something that one can do even in the same organization you're saying. Yes, precisely. Yes. Okay. And what about these uh, three C's that everyone talks about uh, when it comes to this mentoring or mentorship, right? You know, you try to be like a consultant, counselor, cheerleader. What exactly is your thought on those different facets that make up this mentorship? Uh, from my perspective, uh, I would say a mentor is someone who can be a good sounding board, uh, but mm-hmm. who's also uh, bold enough to offer you some very compelling insights. Uh, yeah, that's and- that's huge, right? You know, you yeah. just can't kind of... Uh, do it, but at the same time, you know, try to sugarcoat it, you know, that's not yes. going to work. Yes. So, you know, uh, being truthful matters a lot. And, uh, you know, so in, from that perspective, a mentor is probably closer to a counselor and even better uh, if they can be a champion. Um, and, uh, you know, it's very important to for the mentees to show progress on the development opportunity so the mentor can trust that you're headed there, headed there uh, to offer you, you know, uh, their unconditional support and continue, you know, helping you further. Okay. So it's kind of like that's where the mutual aspect comes in, sort of like a reward for what the mentor offers, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, Okay. So what then, Sriram, are the possibilities in how you go about finding your mentor? I mean, we talked about whether the boss can be your mentor and whether, you know, resorting to the organization, whatever. But in general, how is it that one even goes about finding their mentor? Uh, Great question. Um, First, it's uh, very important to uh, understand you need the right mentor. And and Mm -hmm. for that, uh, you would obviously define some criteria. Uh, You would start to look into your immediate network, either at work or, you know, through a social network, uh, you know, and I don't mean LinkedIn exactly, but I'm saying social network as in, you know, people around you to talk to them and figure out if you can find someone, uh, you know, um, in your immediate friends network, for instance. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you could look at LinkedIn for peers at a different company or influencers in LinkedIn. Um, in recent times, uh, you know, uh, we also have had platforms for mentorships that are coming up. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Opal, which is a one of a kind platform started by a fellow Bronco at Santa Clara University, which uh, helps you um, find mentors and, uh, you know, help students. Oh, that's that's cool stuff right there. Uh, I think that's definitely going to be uh, a good roadmap for anyone uh, seeking to find their right mentor, right? So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So having talked about the mentor side of it, what should be the role of a mentee in this relationship? Um, you know, if I can advise mentees, I would say, uh, you know, be intellectually curious, uh, mm-hmm. be constantly adaptable to change, um, be in the learning mode always. Uh, it's important for mentees to understand that one day they will be mentors. Um, oh, yeah, and- that's that's great stuff. You know, like, yeah, everyone has to grow. And so it's a yeah. good thing that you pointed that out. Yeah, it's a, it's a development opportunity for them uh, to think about, like, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, how can I actually be a mentor and start developing their mentor mindset uh, as soon as they even, you know, start to get mentored. And, uh, 
part of uh, you know the process is for them to mentally uh, be there before they get there okay that's well said so it's like it's vital for the mentees to develop a mentor a mindset because eventually that's where they are headed to right yes yes yeah exactly okay how then can uh, um, say mentor and mentees make it productive and fruitful say we talked about the mentor side we talked about the mentee side how do they make it productive and fruitful uh, uh great question uh you know in, in my mind a uh, good mentor listens first and then provides sound advice mm-hmm. uh, a good mentee on the other hand should ask good questions and then listen so you know it's a uh you know complementary equation here exactly exactly and it's a mutually respectful relationship uh, which provides both of them the assurance the reassurance needed that they are listening to each other and this way the trust and confidence grows in the uh mentor mentee relationship okay so right there did i hear you call out the secret ingredient then in making this thrive Yeah yeah I mean uh, listening learning to trust yeah they are very important yeah okay trust is the buzzword and glad you pointed it out uh can this be only a one to one relationship or can different structures exist like say multiples in this mentor mentee relationship yeah sure i mean uh, let let me probably uh, give a real life example here so that it's uh, you know it can um uh, address your question there um i've been in situations at the miller center for instance where we mentor startups and oftentimes uh, there are two mentors in a team and uh, we are talking to a team of co-founders in the startup that we're mentoring so mm-hmm. there's uh, you know um many to many relationship there that's possible but it's also quite possible that there is a one to one or a many to one relationship uh, you know that's possible as well so all these possibilities exist in in that uh, the mental mentee relationship from your personal experience in the consulting industry and now in your role as a freelancer and adjunct faculty how have you felt about the whole thing oh uh i i'm you know as you know passionate about consulting it's been a great oh, enriching i don't doubt that at all <laughs> yeah uh you know but, but of course like you know uh being in consulting uh, is a has been a very enriching experience for me um uh, it has put me in a constant learning mode um hey, learning I, is an everyday journey yes definitely definitely I, i'm 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 glad we are discussing that uh you know um in in that context you know every client situation is is different in consulting uh the same frameworks that apply uh can give different answers uh, depending on the analysis and facts uh, that are produced by the analysis right mm-hmm. uh and so consulting has helped me develop a growth mindset very quickly and uh, it helps me to or uh, it's helped me to constantly reinvent myself uh, for the changing times the demands that exist you know because of things the disruptions that are happening so mm-hmm. when i came out of full time consulting it kind of helped me to diversify my focus into areas um which uh, i wanted to test and validate and uh, you know went back to the drawing board um i also started working a lot more with startups uh, i started to develop a keener interest in in startups in certain areas i love to focus on emerging tech like ar vr uh, mm-hmm. augmented reality virtual reality uh, blockchain hashgraph 
uh, and uh, you know artificial intelligence uh, you know in, in that space uh, it also you know has helped me uh, as a consultant to uh, realize that it's very important to build the brand uh, you know i've experienced working with some of the top brands in the world around business strategy and digital strategy and digital engineering and what not mm-hmm. but uh, you know it's it's helped me to understand that first and foremost you need to realize how you want to build your brand and this is no different if you are you know in a consulting company and starting on your own or if uh, you know you are an individual that's looking to start your career it's very important to build a brand and this is very tough so you know as an adjunct faculty for instance i'm still building my brand i teach multiple areas consulting has helped me to diversify my focus even in teaching to go from management to digital to marketing and all of this flexibility is only possible because of my consulting roots oh i'm sure um there was a lot of technical you know like uh, vocabulary for me and uh, makes me want to say okay i need to update myself with so many things out there and although i i kind of know what they mean you know it just uh, makes me want to Uh, learn more and uh, thank you for bringing that up what about you talked about disruptors right mm-hmm. does that real quickly does that make one feel even more of a need to find a real mentor because can it throw them off and make them feel frustrated and could that possibly be another avenue for them to seek mentorship you know this is a this is a very very interesting topic because um, no matter where you are in your career whether you are a student or you are an experienced professional you're someone mm-hmm. that is taking a break and coming back into the workforce it's very important for everyone to realize that the future of work has shifted and mm-hmm. it shifted because of the pandemic there's a lot of remote work options that's happening collaboration that's happening this needs uh, an individual to constantly update themselves not just for technical skills but also interpersonal skills how would mm-hmm. you handle yourself in a meeting remotely right and and there is a developmental opportunity there and and there are so many avenues that are possible and uh, this is this is probably a broader topic but uh, you know understanding what is disrupting your industry is going to be very important so you can mm-hmm. then figure out what's the you know uh, destination that you want to go uh, towards given the disruption and then you know you need to map out what are the resources that are available for me to do that and when you want to get some clarity it's very important to engage with a mentor who's probably done that uh, and mm-hmm. who's successful at it so that you know you can actually be paired with them and you can you can learn to chart your course so mm-hmm. you know definitely uh, there are there are multiple opportunities there but mentorship and and being mentored can definitely help uh, in this area. Okay and you really brought about a good aspect there in this pandemic driven world and uh, remote work culture i think even etiquette uh, of online you know whatever how people handle themselves in meetings everything becomes important and definitely they can seek guidance you know if necessary uh, the ones that are starting with because obviously it's it's not uh, what shall i say too informal to the point of okay pajama culture for meetings right so <laughs> that's a good point right that's a very good point it starts with you know how you want to get yourself ready for your meeting and uh, you know you need to uh, you know uh, you need to mentally like you know prepare yourself for the meeting in the same way that you would do if you were having a face to face meeting and be ready for it 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it's worth pointing out here that you and I are family, you know, cousins, but still we are not in PJs or we are not in informal setting right. even we are having this conversation. Very so true, I yes. Think, you know, the forum becomes important. I think yes. aside from all jokes, um, the message here that one needs to derive or what, you know, we should highlight here loud and clear is it's always, you know, what kind of a forum or the setting you're in and that becomes crucial. Back in a moment with our guest on Fresh Leaf Forever. And you pointed out about students and that leads me to uh, think about this uh, aspect. So how do students find their mentor and how early should one find them? Oh, excellent question. Um, uh, in my mind, the sooner you have a mentor in your life, the better. And I would say a good stage to start looking for mentorship is probably in your late teens when you are looking to apply for college. And oftentimes, students uh, will develop uh, an area of interest and start applying to colleges. But prior mm-hmm. to doing this, at least a year or two before they get to their senior year, it's important to speak, you know, with multiple career professionals. Uh, some could be interested in things like entrepreneurship, right? And and students mm-hmm. who are looking to pursue, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, uh, topics, for instance, if they want to take a hybrid approach where they want to major in something and still, you know, they may have a peripheral interest, they want to minor in something. It's, mm-hmm. it's very important to get a mentor who can help them, you know, with the clarifications needed. And, and, this is a very early stage of a mentorship wherein you are trying to understand the nuances of the different trades and professions because, you know, a skill or learning allows you to get into that trade or profession, right? And you're mm-hmm. trying to get a good understanding of what is it that I really need that I would need to focus on and that I would need to invest in, you know, to mm-hmm. get ahead in my career and get that head start in my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, to that end, I... I I'm not saying you need to boil the ocean and exhaustively look at all career options, uh, but it's very important to start with a few focus areas you're interested in. Um, reach out to the network of people that you're connected to. Start with your parents, your parents' friends, the network that they have, and and reach out and and get started. Um, and and you know, uh, I'm I'm just curious. You know, being a mom of a high schooler, what has been your experience? Uh, you know, with your high schooler. Well. Um... And I think it's important to point out that this uh, applies to the aspect of finding the mentor applies not just to high school students, but even college uh, students, you know, who are in the undergrad program looking to go to grad school also, you know, it applies equally everywhere, right? Right, right, absolutely. And as far as going back to what you uh, asked me, uh, I think it's... um, um, it's funny, initially she was trying to figure out what even was her approach going to look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, as months went by from like sort of an overwhelmed feeling to actually accomplishing everything that she needed to get done because the college process itself is so uh, overwhelming, right? You know, mm-hmm. the applications, you know, it comes like a package and uh, it almost is like when it rains, it pours, but in this case, it seems to like pour in the wrong direction, so to speak, because you're sort of overwhelmed, you know, like flooded, um, if you will, yeah. with uh, inundated with whatever you need to get done. So she pretty much followed um, 
whatever you have outlined here mm-hmm. um i guess she didn't talk to uncle shriram uh, specifically about it <laughs> uh, but still she kind of ended up following whatever you outlined like basically not go look for like a huge pool of resources but mm-hmm. still she reached out to a few people like um you know kids who are associated with the family as friends but who are mm-hmm. like higher class men like they are already in college you know they mm-hmm. are they are freshman or sophomore year in college and so that's kind of how i would say she put the um pieces of the puzzle together i should say oh that's so wonderful that's so wonderful and i'm i'm so glad she was able to do it uh, uh, you know in in that manner and uh, you know i'm glad to hear that uh, you know her approach resonates very well with what we've been discussing so far and i hope you know as your listeners uh, look at sharing this further they are able to share this more with high schoolers with students and with career professionals and and a whole lot of constituents that can benefit from this oh absolutely because i think um it just becomes very necessary at every stage these days and uh, i guess we live in a more digitized world and that's probably adding more complexity to everything mm-hmm. and so in every sense you know there are opportunities and people have to know where to tap the potential and uh use it to their advantage right yeah yep um, great point mm-hmm. so what other areas do you see shri rama need for people to resort to finding a mentor we talked about students we talked about the the workplace uh but what other areas do you see a need and kind of like or even what are the other avenues or resources yeah you know um, i like i mentioned earlier uh, there is help arriving in the form of new apps such as opal uh mm-hmm. but there is also linkedin i mean it's a very easy resource to start with uh you start with your immediate network um who are your first degree connections which basically means everyone that you are connected to directly right mm-hmm. and then uh, you expand your search into your second degree connections which basically means uh you know i'm connected to you and through you i have access to your network of the next degree of connections so that mm-hmm. you know i can get connected to them but it's very important to understand that you know even though it's easy for you to send someone a very cold email to kind of say hey i want to connect and and do that uh, it's very important to see if there is someone in your network who can connect you with that prospective mentor and and you know give the person that you are reaching out to the right information the background information on why you are interested to connect with their connection and mm-hmm. uh, you know this would help them to also frame the context in which you have reached out to them to their prospective mentor so that it becomes easier to connect and if that does not work uh, make a very genuine attempt to reach out to the prospective mentor be authentic in uh, expressing your interest and and patiently wait for a response uh, do mm-hmm. follow up you know within a reasonable time to the point of you know we were discussing about etiquettes in meetings there's an etiquette in linkedin as well uh, you would need to you know mentally prepare yourself to accept a non response or a gentle or courteous no because sometimes mm-hmm. people can can get busy right so this happens sometimes where you actually can get no for an answer and it's a life skill that you develop on how to network with people how to even reach out to network to people yeah i think you brought up a good point there about people reaching out and building their linkedin i see so many high schoolers even do it these days 
But on the same token, there are some young entrepreneurs who even I have interviewed on the show that do not realize, hey, okay, I'm doing so much, but at the same time, you know, the value of what, you know, networking via a platform like LinkedIn can bring to bring more visibility yeah. to whatever they are doing. So, in fact, I suggested to a few like that. And so it's a great point that you bring up. And what about some of the areas where career folks need help? So if we were to kind of just go deeper into areas to pinpoint and things like that. So yeah. what would you say? Yeah, you know, um, Career advancement inside an organization is always of interest to a lot of folks because, you know, working professionals, uh, you know, obviously have a job and they want to look at what else can I uh, do and where else can I take my career? Mm-hmm. And and specifically, uh, you know, the most common areas of career development happen to be around leadership roles and areas, you know, that you can pivot your career into. And mm-hmm. and so from that perspective, um, career professionals, when they want to look at advancement opportunities, it's very important to identify, uh, you know, roles that you are interested in, things that you might be interested to do. It could be even be in an adjacent, uh, you know, group. Uh, identify the uh, possibilities and then chart out your course and, and then reach out to the right mentor. Okay, makes sense. What about students? Where do you think they need help? And we already talked about, okay, they need to bring uh, up, make their LinkedIn profile and network that way and things like that. And you brought about Opal, the platform that mm-hmm. they can use and things like that. Yeah, yeah. The, um, they need help. And what about, say, in general, how is the student perspective and scenario globally? Yeah, you know, like we discussed earlier, uh, the sooner someone gets help, the better. And and students, uh, uh, they need to get uh, self-awareness about career interests. And, and the sooner they do it, the better. And, and I would encourage students, particularly in colleges and universities, uh, you know, we are now getting closer to graduation time. And, and so it's very important to uh, identify alumni, reach out to them and start broadening your uh, your network, right? Mm-hmm. Increase the aperture. And, and, you know, it's important to discuss the challenges that you have and ask for help. There is, uh, uh, you know, uh, no harm in, in admitting that you are facing a challenge. And, and mm-hmm. when you, uh, you know, show that vulnerability and you're discussing that openly with a person, um, you know, who you really want uh, them, you know, if you want them to help you, it gives them the sense of urgency and the importance uh, that is applicable to you. And and they would be more than open to, uh, you know, help you build that strong network of peers through them. And, and you know, this way, uh, you know, you also learn how to confide in your peers in your network. Um, and I'm not saying go abroad and confide in everybody, but identify mm-hmm. The one or two key people, two key people in your network uh, that can that can uh, you know be a confidant and and uh, you know that you can confide in. Okay, so kind of the message here, as I see it, is give up the skepticism um, and not worry about okay, is it even okay for me to reach out? But just right. feel more confident about the whole process, and then reach out and that way and it could be in anything right building one's communication skills or um, it need not just be leadership and leadership obviously Mm -hmm. 
it's it's just engulfed by all these qualities right so one needs to really hone these skills and it's it's just okay for anyone to reach out and i know shriram you are involved with doing something for your university right you know your alma mater and i have also mm-hmm. signed up to help people from my college you know the students who need help because it's not when we talk about a global audience and a global scenario it's not the same everywhere there are people that mm-hmm. have even studied in a whole different scenario their medium of instruction even not being english mm-hmm. that's not their first language and so there's so much that one can derive from the expertise of other people right and so i think that becomes very important and i don't think uh, it's not just for you or me from where we come from i mean we were fortunate enough to learn english as our first language when when both you and i were very young mm-hmm. right from the time we started school but i think so many kids from different parts of the country and even other parts of the world in fact there was a, a german kid um, that i know or several kids from germany that used mm-hmm. to come to uh, the program that um, you know uh, my daughter your niece was in, in oh yeah you know out of state when we were there earlier um so they did not have english as their first language so right from that everything becomes a challenge and interesting yeah so it's it's really good that you pointed that out what i'm, I'm so glad i'm so glad we are discussing this yeah go on sorry mm-hmm. yeah everything is significant because whoever is listening to can feel comfortable that hey it's okay for me to reach for that help right you yeah, know that yeah, first absolutely. step yeah just yeah. yeah making that phone call or writing that email or even feeling confident about typing it up it's okay to you know have some drafts you know type mm-hmm. it save it you know go yeah. over it just feel comfortable but then do it at some point yeah definitely taking initiative is important and and taking that first step towards uh, uh, even uh, even getting help is is very important yeah so uh, uh, yeah well summed up there and what about the people in upper echelons where where is it that they need help because we are now uh, traversing through the different stages right like we started with what about people initially in career we went to students and what about people in the upper echelons of an organization because there are people that can get stuck mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know great question again uh, as as folks uh, advance in their careers uh, it's quite possible that the leadership roles that they are in are not challenging enough right and i've seen some that make bold moves to position themselves for board seats for instance Mm-hmm. where they can actually go and apply for boards now california has a great program where they want more women in board positions and so that presents opportunities um underrepresented minorities in board positions so that presents opportunities so there is a mm-hmm. whole lot of uh, focus around diversity and inclusion that is opening up new vistas um and you know sometimes it's quite possible that uh, 
employers are strict about you taking a board position. So it's very important to clarify with your employer as to uh, whether you can do it or not. And and in, in situations like that where, uh, you know, uh, you have that kind of uh, a roadblock, but you still want to do something, uh, you can check if uh, it can be a nonprofit board, for instance, Uh, with a cost that you know you are interested in and and that could be a good place to start because it's going to give you uh, an opportunity to go and do something different at a leadership level that would be so very uh, you know that you are passionate about that is going to help you to uh, develop yourself further Uh, but it's it's very important before you do that to identify you know what motivates you and then go forward Mm -hmm. so it's a satisfaction um, that one derives from doing uh, whatever they are trying to do. And then that gives them sort of a segue again to mm-hmm. uh, pivot to some other uh, opportunity in the future. Is that is that yeah. kind of like yeah. the influence? Yeah, I think you said it well. Yeah. So again, um, doing something even uh, with a nonprofit helps you develop the skills and that's how kind of it prepares you, if you will, for whatever else you might take up in the future, right? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, you know, it, it's a great avenue to explore. And, uh, you know, it's not like nonprofits uh, 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 are are very similar to, uh, uh, you know, for profits, and it's going to be easy for you to transition into a board role. They have their own challenges, as you probably mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it gives you an opportunity to learn something new, but still apply or transfer skills that you have into the realm of nonprofits and advise uh, a nonprofits, uh, you know, uh, executive director or a CEO on on their uh, on their strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm just going to ask you something. Uh, I don't know how far you want to just discuss this here, but have you ever felt stuck in your career and have you resorted to help? Do you want to address that at all here? Oh, you know, uh, definitely. I'm I'm more than happy to share because uh, I, I don't... Uh, uh, believe in hiding my vulnerability, so to speak. It's a, you know, I okay. should set an example for my students and for all of your listeners to understand that it is okay to go and ask for help. It, oh, know, yeah. There, there are. I think, yeah, vulnerability, you know, that's a excellent word that you use there. I think if we all feel vulnerable is when we all can improve, right? At least mm-hmm. in like certain situations. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not, and to reveal that is okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, very early on in my life, I had, uh, you know, as you know, uh, you know, I was, uh, uh, you know, we get the opportunity to get trained both as a, a science student and a math student. So you can explore options in life sciences, mm-hmm. uh, you know, become a doctor or if you want to become an engineer, you can do it. But I was more interested in, in becoming a doctor uh, uh-huh. you know thankfully Actually, I have to stop you there Sridham <laughs> I yeah, thought yeah. it was just us feeling that okay there were possibly three pathways become an engineer become a doctor or become a you know go into the law profession right yes but it's not like it was totally forced on us by parents or anything but it was just that those were the avenues that society felt quite comfortable exploring yes. at that point whereas now things and we have to definitely say this it yeah. is not i don't want listeners to have the misconception that that's what people in india do no not at all there are artists there are people in you know like uh, 
visual media. There's so many more uh, areas. Definitely. Uh, there's musicians. There's there's a whole lot going on. You know, like probably things that Sriram and I don't even you know knew when that we don't know or we did not know when we were young, right? That yeah. something such a pathway even existed. And yeah. possibly, as we are talking about mentor and mentees, probably a mentee uh, benefited from a mentor leading them the way and telling them that such a avenue even existed. And yeah. that's probably why several others are like uh, going into different areas. And in fact, Priyanka Chopra, I listened to her on a podcast and she mm-hmm. was mentioning, I thought it was just us feeling this way. And she was also saying, Oh, uh, people tend to become uh, engineers or doctors or lawyers, and uh, so it's interesting we are talking about that. So just yeah. just tell us more. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, so uh, thankfully I didn't become a doctor. You know, a lot of patients were saved that way. <laughs> oh, but, uh, uh, I totally can uh, sign on a sheet saying, "Okay, good that uh, Sri Ram is a doctor." <laughs> Because, simply because you are meant to be in a different area yes, right? offering yeah. more help there, there's always something bigger in store for us uh mm-hmm. jokes apart uh you know uh here i was like you know um entering into my um engineering uh program and uh as you know on the second year we gotta choose uh, what we want to do so i choose computer science and i mm-hmm. go in uh and you know I was kind of like a deer before headlights because I didn't, you know, uh, have a background in computer skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even using a keyboard was kind of alien for me. And and here I was sitting with my peers, not knowing like, you know, how to even go about, uh, you know, coding something. Um, the mm-hmm. word logic sounded so alien to me. Mm-hmm. It could have made more, no difference if it was Latin or Greek for me at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, um, the the key thing there was I got stuck. And I was like, you know, doubting whether I really made a good choice. And, uh, you know, reflecting back, it it made me think that I would have probably benefited from a mentor. But it so happened that, uh, you know, I went to my advisor and I had a very open discussion uh, with um, with him. And, uh, you know, he immediately pulled in um, his, his peers uh, who were the lecturers and professors, and they had a discussion with me about what my challenges were. And I opened up with, to them about what my challenges were. And they offered me some insights. And one of them was, you know, uh, this, uh, you know, they showed me what the end result could be in terms mm-hmm. of what career vistas would open up for me. And at that time, this was when India was opening up the economy and a lot of things were happening around technology. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it it kind of made me think about the art of possible. And once I realized that, you know, my determination level went up and I started looking at what do I need to equip myself for this, right? I know I'm not prepared. So what do I need to equip myself for that? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I made every effort to go uh, from there because when you reach rock bottom, what's the thing that can happen? You know, you can only go up. Right. Uh-huh. If you make every attempt at it. So that's what I did. And I'm so thankful for uh, the network of advisors that, uh, you know, were there and they were like mentors to me to actually like push me forward and kind of like guide me in that. Uh, there was no formal mentor mentee structure there because in, in a college, you know, you have your advisors and they kind of, you know, advise you on that. But they went one step beyond to kind of like, you know, make sure they they guide me through this process as, uh-huh. uh, as a network. So I'm really thankful for that. And, you know, that's, you know, one thing. 
thing I realized that, you know, when you hear people talk about their challenges, uh, you know, listen more and try to understand how you want to help them. And that's what I advise my students. Even yesterday, I was, you know, concluding one of my classes at, at the school. And one thing I mentioned was help is just a click away. Help is just a call away. Help is just a text away. Reach out to your mm-hmm. network, leverage your network and make the best use of it. Okay. And same thing applies in uh, career also, right? Like you probably have felt stuck and uh, you resorted oh, yes. to some avenues and uh, got out of uh, it uh, to, what shall I say, to better advantage or an advantageous situation or position for you. Uh, so no regrets. Uh, but the message again is reach out, right? So yes, that's, definitely. That's critical. Okay. Yes. How in each of these scenarios do mentees help mentors sort of become better? Uh, interesting topic because, uh, you know, mentoring is a two-way street. Um, mm-hmm. One area that I have personally been able to focus on is building empathetic leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, building that EQ quotient or that, uh, you know, uh, emotional quotient has always been a work in progress for me right from when I started my career. Every year, you know, or every moment gives me an opportunity to learn something new. And, uh, you know, the more I get feedback on, it's helped me to to develop myself uh, mm-hmm. as a leader, as a mentor. And, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, listening to others, uh, you know, and discussing their objectives from a career or a venture or a personal perspective, the associated challenges. It's, it's been a very enlightening experience for me. And, you know, this is something that uh, both a mentor and a mentee can benefit from because you start to discuss, you start to build that trust and confidence and you start to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So even as a mentor, have open years. So find avenues where you can improve based on whatever that two-way street mm-hmm. brings to you. Okay, that's yeah. just fantastic. Okay, so what then is the key to being a successful mentor? You talked about, okay, the need for us to have open eyes and ears, you know, mm-hmm. even as a mentor, but what would you say is the key to being a successful mentor? Uh, if, if I have to uh, sum up from my experience what it is, it's, it's to develop a growth mindset and, mm-hmm. and, and be a giver. Uh, you know, listen well, develop a genuine interest in your mentee, and then then be a giver. Okay, so then sort of bring in value as a mentor, and from a mentee standpoint, um, you know, you just um, kind of have to work on building that trust with your mentor, mm-hmm. and so that's where you know these relationships, like we mentioned before, can thrive and. Uh, help both mentor and mentee succeed, if you will. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So as a mentor, then, if you were to say, okay, these are the qualities that mentors possess. Mm -hmm. And what is it that you would look for in a mentee? And again, as their value add on, what is it that's something that we can tell listeners here? Yeah. You know, um, if, if I have to borrow a quote from Bob, Proctor, right? Uh, I think uh, it goes something like uh, a mentor is someone who sees more talent and the ability within you than you probably see in yourself and then mm-hmm. helps to bring it out of you. And as a as a mentor, I, I look for, uh, you know, a genuine curiosity 
and eagerness to focus on a developmental area where I can make a difference because I need to, you know, make sure that, you know, I can appreciate that uh, you have a talent and you have the ability within you. And my goal would be to actually bring it out. Okay. Um, that's great. And, um, so mentoring is a brain to pick and ear to listen and a push in the right direction, said John Crosby. And I guess well said. That mm-hmm. that's, that's just what, what is all that we have said here in this forum. So just um, go reach out to someone and as a mentor, lend mm-hmm. a patient lending ear and uh, as a mentee, take advantage of that and make the push in the right direction. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, You've said it so well. a wonderful conversation here, Sriram, and uh, thank you for taking the time to do it. I have to say that on behalf of not just from my side, from the listener standpoint as well. And guess what? <laughs> I am so glad that we managed to stick to all English and finish this conversation. <laughs> Because it's so natural for us to be bilingual at home when we converse. It's not just we talk in our native tongue alone. It's just that we all talk in a mix of both. And uh, it's just uh, interesting how we even manage to get through these uh, 45 minutes or more uh, talking just uh, plain old simple English that everyone can understand. And uh, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know, I I hope... uh, the, you know, I'm, I'm, first of all, thank you for having me uh, on the session. And, uh, you know, it, it was wonderful to cover all these topics that we discussed today. Uh, I, but I do hope that, you know, going back to your point about a language that's easy for everyone to understand and a level that's easy for everyone to understand. Uh, I hope this, you know, um, podcast, uh, you know, um, given the reach of your audience goes to everyone that's probably a teenager looking to do something, uh, you know, in their uh, in their life, you know, once they get into a college, you know, it gives them uh, some ideas about what are the opportunities that they can go after and, and what are things, uh, you know, this is, I look at this podcast more as a resource for everyone starting with, as a team, like, you know, to going all the way to like career professionals and leaders so that everyone can get something out of it. And I hope I was able to contribute in some way to that. Oh, totally. Thank you. And uh, thanks for the kind words about what uh, I am trying to uh, accomplish here in terms of putting the very best messaging out possible. And um, how can people get in touch with you, Sriram, and uh, about Hypergrowth Labs and whatever you do and your contact info? I think if you can share that here for the benefit of listeners, please. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, the easiest way to reach me is probably over my email, sriram at hypergrowthlabs.com. Uh, they can also reach out to me uh, on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm you know, more than happy to share the details so you can put it in the notes for this podcast so folks can reach out to me. Okay, fantastic. And uh, as always, I would urge listeners to uh, send me feedback regarding what they thought about the episode and uh, uh, the Instagram follow is at Freshleaf Forever. That's one word. And the Twitter follow is at Freshleaf Forever One. It just brings me so much joy reading your feedback and thanks for all the follow and uh, uh, the great um, response to the podcast. See you back again next week and uh, with another interesting guest, another interesting topic on Fresh Leaf Forever. It's Vi signing off and saying bye-bye for now.